0: following is a furnished brothers production ladies and gentlemen welcome to the talking buds podcast it is the talking buds podcast it's the talking buds podcast folks talking buds podcast season two talking buds podcast let's go All he's got to do is get in the weight room and, oh, baby, he'll be a good pro in no time. Good pro. Stinks. Absolutely stinks. Stanley Cup? How about let's just run around? What a dummy. You just know that Babs was looking to see if there was any gas left in the tank of that good pro. This. 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 This is the Talking Buds Podcast. And now, here's your host, Rob and Ryan. I don't know about you, Ryan, but I don't think there's ever been a time in the history of this podcast where so much has happened in between episodes. Yeah, we were just discussing Mitch Marner, like this deal was never going to get done, and boom, week later, buddy. First, not pre-season even days game. later, Ryan. Days later. Well, I meant a week later from the last pod. Oh right, yes. So it's like, we were we were discussing things then that are just so far in the past now, but still a lot of talking points that we can cover about that deal in this season coming up and the captaincy and all that stuff. All right. Last week, we left the Mitch Marner discussion to the very end. We obviously cannot do that this week. Lots to get into, lots to unpack. But before any of that, Ryan. Oh, yeah, buddy. All right. Last Friday evening, Mitchell Marner signs a 6-year, $10.893 million a season deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. As as is the case with everything on this team, it's polarizing. There is a bunch there's a bunch of different takes some good, some bad. I have a bit of both myself. But, Ryan, I, I feel like sometimes, and we've been criticized about this by our listeners in the past, but I feel like sometimes we we, we always go to the negative, right? So well, yeah, I want to start that's, off that's with... Hard. We're Leaf fans, bud. It's, it's second nature by now. All right. I want to start off with the positive takes on this deal. Like, things that you feel good about... And I think you'll agree with me. Number one, I'm just happy this is over, dude. I'm so happy that this is probably going to be the last episode for quite some time we're talking about a player and his contract. Yeah, that is number one, hands down, that this is finally over and we can finally focus on this season. And that is pretty much, to me, the only upside. And I guess you can add in that, the core is now locked in and we got a good five year quote unquote window to do something. So there's there's another bright spot. And the ten point eight nine three million, did you know that the ninety-three in that is an homage to my favorite Maple Leaf of all time, the legendary Doug Gilmore. And also the number that Mitch wore when he played for the London Knights. Yeah, and I wish he could wear it now, but I'm kind of happy it's retired at the same time. So, but man, if I was a Leaf, 93, bud, that that's a number I would be pretty stoked to wear. It's a great number, man. I'd wear that anywhere. Well, they, beauty number. I'm I'm shocked. Is did they retire it? Is it retired? Yeah, didn't they retire all the yeah. all the. All the yes. jerseys, I'm pretty sure Dougie was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Wendell yeah, he, was in that. If Wendell yeah. was in that, Dougie was in that. Yeah, you definitely cannot wear number ninety three as a Maple Leaf. I feel like he would be wearing ninety three if that was the case. Like why would he wear sixteen after wearing ninety three in junior? That's just well, that's just silly. Well, especially now that Lou's gone and they can all like Willie change to eighty eight. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to like that on him, actually. Yeah, I like that, too. I think that's a smart move. Just, you know, just a fresh start. Yeah, yeah, I like that. All right, so we were able to stretch the positive side. But honestly, I digress. It cannot be overstated, Ryan, just how happy I am that, like, I did not want this to drag into the season. It's Just like what happened with Nylander last year. And even for the players, like, could you imagine, like, Camp opened on Friday in Newfoundland and could you, it would just be days of every player being like, so Mitch Marner, what do you think of Mitch Marner?" You know, with Marner not here, how does it affect chemistry in the room and blah, 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 blah. It's like, you could tell that on Dubas's side, like especially when they had the press conference together on the weekend, he just wanted to get this done, man. Like he did not want to go through that again. That That was awkward, man. That's them two standing beside each other that made me feel very uncomfortable watching that yeah like, agreed like they looked like two guys who just been through a war together and just had to get through that session of media like they they it was painful to watch but i me personally like i did not have a good feeling about it man like i thought this thing was dragging out like after after everything we've heard, after all the reports of the turned down contracts and the amount of term, the amount of money, I am just I was actually surprised that it happened like that soon. I thought it would drag out longer, but it, they had to get it done. Like, dude, they had no other choice. They did not have the cap space to deal with that prorated salary cap hit in the first year. Where it increases the longer it takes for you to sign. Because Willie was 10.5 on the cap last year. I can't remember the exact number. But they, they just couldn't afford to do that this year, man. And they just had to have their full roster ready to go for this camp. Because this deal, all the guys done, we're, we're done talking about contracts. But that means one thing. This team has to win. All right. They have to yeah. win a round. This franchise okay. hasn't won a round in 15 15 years all right, we need to win a round i'm gonna pull the reins back on you here ryan because we're gonna get to that but i want to start with we're gonna get to how this impacts expectations and all that but i want to start with how do you feel about the aav it's it's a lot of it's way money. too high man i don't yeah. care never my my mind will never be changed about that way too high overpaid yeah i uh the leafs now have 40 million of their salary cap committed to four guys yeah, they're all overpaid in my opinion. Yeah. They're, they're, I think they're all of them. All three of them are overpaid. It's like it's very NBA the way Dubas has chosen to set this up. He's paying his stars and then he's going to surround them with cheap role players who hopefully can play above their expectation or their potential or whatever you want to say. Yeah, but the difference with that is no hockey players on the ice for 45 minutes a night. Like you're yeah. paying a, you're paying a guy 11 Million dollars for Mike Babcock to throw him on the ice for eighteen minutes a night. It's, it's complete. It's all of them are overpaid. All of them. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of money for sure. Like so, the do you think that the the pressure from the media and the fans got to Marner? Because the story apparently is that Marner reached out to Kyle Dubis, and he said after the fact, you know, I didn't want to miss games. I didn't want to miss camp, which I, I believe, but. Do you think that, like, Jeff O'Neill going on his rant last week on Overdrive and just the, the the anger from fans on social media got to Marner and that's why he eventually reached out? Oh, yeah. You have to think that'd get to him, man. Like, who? if if I, I put myself in his shoes, you know, I probably wouldn't have gone about it the way him and his agent and his father went about it. But there's no way that you'd be able to escape all the talk in the city all the people tweeting at you or commenting on your Instagram photos or sending you DMs. Like, I'm sure some of the the, the messages he received were not very nice. And for him, for a guy who grew up, like, around the area, like, he's not from anywhere else. Like, this is where he lives. This is where his home is. So, even though I don't know if it was the total deciding factor, like, there's no way he could have ignored that. There's no way. How do you... Let's talk about the other um, side of this, Kyle Dubas. He's taken some heat in the media for his, um, how should I put this, his soft negotiating. Like, uh, there's a lot of people who are of the opinion that he got taken to the cleaners. Although, you know what? Admittedly, for two guys who have ripped the Nylander contract, it looks pretty damn good now beside this Mitch Marner contract, but... He's he's developing a reputation as a guy who, if you just squeeze him a little bit, he'll eventually cave. Yeah, like you- he, yeah. Like it, I feel like Marner's camp went about it just like we know. Nylander is didn't get the money that we're asking for. It's actually a lot more money that they were asking for. But what that taught all Leaf players is you just gotta push. Like if you just push him a little bit, put a little pressure on, then you're you're going to get what you want basically, or very close to what you want because you look at three of the three out of the seven highest paid players in the league. Like that's proof itself, man. Like there's a lot of good hockey players around this league who could be making a lot of money. And we got three of the top paid guys like, whoa, well, His negotiating at, skills have been on display and it looks like they're pretty soft. I have to agree. Well, especially when you like you look at two RFA contracts that were signed this week, Brock Besser signs with the Canucks for three years at a 5.875 AAV. And the one that just blows your mind is Charlie McAvoy signing three years with the Bruins at 4.9 million. That makes me sick. Well, can I ask you something? Like, is like why? What is it with these guys and this organization where all these guys demanded huge dollars? Is it is it is it the dubis factor, do you think? Well, like is like... that is that Bruins management looking at Charlie McAvoy and saying this is all we're giving you? Well, I, I dude, I, it's so hard to answer. Like it's such it drives me nuts, right? Like I don't want to go in some long spiel here, but like we we did the whole tank. We got the first overall pick. We bought. We got Nylander. We got Marner, and it was like, here we go. Here's our window, and now it's just like, oh, four players take up half the cap. You're screwed. Like I don't like. Why can't one of these guys be like, I'm down with five mil? But I guess Morgan that? Riley did that a couple of years ago when he when he signed his deal. He's around five mil, but it's well, like honestly, why, like why I would take though. I, like, I don't know, it? man, like, like, like JD, it's just, these Leafs, RFAs are just like very bold kids who have an idea and they can, they know that they can push their general manager and they know how important they are to this market because every day when you turn on TSN Sportsnet, it's just constant Matthews, Marner, Nylander talk, and they know how important they are to this city in this team because this is the first legit team we've had in forever. So there's a little bit of that as well. And also these guys kind of just like they know how much they're worth and they want to get paid a lot of money. JD Bunkus on Fan590 has talked about this a lot that like playing for this team and this organization should be special in the sense that like all the perks that come along with it and that includes outside money that you can make. Like well, like sponsorship and what have you. Like Marner was in the, the friggin' Apple commercial last year, right? And like the those are those things, those opportunities are afforded to you here more than they are in other markets. And I just feel like that these three in like you can't say Tavares Really, because he, he actually took less money to come here than what the Islanders were offering him or what San Jose was offering him, but like and he's been in the league for a long time and has true a way more proven resume, even though his teams did not really do well in the playoffs. But, but it's you like, know you know who he is. These three guys who yes, Matthews wanna want a Calder, but in, in this grand scheme of the National Hockey League who have never accomplished anything, took the Leafs to the Cleaners And all got paid more than what most feel they're worth. You and I disagree on the Matthews uh, number, but it's a lot of money, right? And so I just, I don't understand why we can't just take a little bit less with the understanding that, you know, we need more money to spend. Like the old Tom Brady thing, where like, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take a lower salary so we can spend money elsewhere. And it's just like, these three guys didn't do that. Like that's not what happened here. Well, it's just and, like where where did it start? Like if if you really had to narrow it down, like where did this start with the RFAs and the crazy money? Because Connor McDavid got a monster contract, and rumor and he's, is he's looked at it. Uh, he's looked at it as like the next Wayne Gretzky, Ryan. Like I, I know that, but like it's the first big RFA. But you know what happened after that? Jack Eichel got signed for ten mil a year. Yeah, it's like Jack Eichel. Like seriously, like like the guy's got a lot of skill and he's highly touted, but like ten million dollars for Jack Eichel. Like what happened to the win three cups and then you get your ten million down in Chicago or in L.A. But uh, it's just somewhere yeah. along the way, it's just like I, I think it started with McDavid. Well, we talked about it last year that the Leafs were at listen. And I've I've been wanting to say this. I've been thinking about this since the Marner deal. We talked about this all last season about how you know the Leafs are at the forefront of this new trend in the NHL where these guys are going to get paid early and what have you. But ten point eight nine three for Mitch Marner, like man, and like yes, ninety four points last year. Hell of a hockey player, but like, like just under eleven million dollars. Out of control. Like, it's, really? it's so out of control man Like it, I know we're we're Pumped because it's like oh Now we can worry about the season and yay But it's like dude there's they're, they're screwed like they Better do something this year because yeah, well, This year and that's to, like I, I you, you tried to go there earlier and now we'll, we'll I held you back and now we'll Go there Th- This season coming up Like I think everyone now Views their window as the Matthews contract, right? Five years. That's the yep, window. Yep. Five years. Right. Cause there is a segment of the fan base that feels like he'll leave after that five years because he's like, not to get into it. He's an American player and he want to go play somewhere in the U S and he yeah, like, means a lot yeah. to him. Yada, yada, yada. That's something a Toronto media member would come up with and someone would get behind. Right. So the window is believed to be five years which I agree with, but I'm also of the opinion now that this season coming up, that we are about to embark on, okay? The window will never be bigger than it is this year when you look at the talent that is currently on this roster. Because of the way because of the way their cap situation is going to be at the end of this season and the amount of money they're spending on the big 4 They're not going to have very much money. And I know you could say, you know, they could trade a Nylander or or like whatever, which yes, they could do that. But money's going to be tight. And Tyson Berry is going to need a new contract. Jake Muzzin is going to need a new contract. Okay, so you're not going to have the defensive depth. Theoretically, you're not going to have the defensive depth next season that you have this year. Like so, their roster on paper this season will be the strongest it's been in the in the Babcock Dubis Shanny era. Okay, you want to hear my hot take, Ryan? Anything less than an Eastern Conference final appearance, Mike Babcock should lose his job. That, yeah, honest, like he's on the hot seat, man. Like this like, to me, it's. To me it's like first I I don't know if I'm there with it the, with the East final but I I do think like first round like you're done like he's done he's gone I uh, see I'm I'm even in the se- second round like maybe if they went to like a game 7 and lost in the second round maybe that would save him but anything like in my opinion anything less than an Eastern Conference final appearance with this team's defensive depth that they're going to have this season because like, like is kind of funny because even though they're it's going to be their best defensive depth in a while it still does not stack up against some of the teams around the league yeah yeah so but still it is going to be like so like we went through it a bit last week we'll, we'll go through it again so like the the top six opening night off the top of your head Barry Muzzin Riley, CeCe, any one of those, a pair of those four, some version of those four is the top four. And then obviously when Dermott comes back, that's going to push somebody. Hopefully that's going to push CeCe out of the top four. And then that everybody moves down a spot. Like CeCe moves down to the fifth spot. Harper goes up in the press box, what have you. But on paper, this will be the deepest top four top six guys they've had in the Babcock era, in my opinion. So that's why I'm telling you. Plus, like, the top two lines are going to be Tavares, Marner, Hyman, Matthews, Nylander, Janssen. And then you've got Kerfoot, Kapanen, and whoever they want to put on that other wing on the third line. So it's the three pretty decent lines skill-wise. Yeah. So any anything short of an Eastern Conference final appearance in my opinion is a failure and Mike Babcock Mike Babcock should lose his job. Yeah, I think I, I don't know. If, I, I still don't know if it's East final, man. Like what if if maybe if they go into the playoffs and and they beat kind of a if, say they don't run into the Bruins, they run into Buffalo or Florida and they win that, then then I feel like whatever, but if, if they get a huge W and they finally beat the Bruins in that first round, I think that would be kind of a different story. And I feel like you would get an extra year pass just on that. But what the other factor is though, it's like maybe Dubas is just like itching to find an excuse to fire Mike Babcock. Like, I don't know that I'm just speculating, but like, it seems like, He's gone through an awful lot of trouble to keep Sheldon Keefe around, and I'm sure he would love for Sheldon Keefe to be the coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs so he could finally execute his dubious plan. I don't know if you've been paying attention to any of the uh, training camp interviews and stuff like that, but Babs is right back to being Babs, man. Like, he's like... I just can't with the guy. Did you see what he said about Matthews and his ice time on his opening press conference? Yeah, dude, he makes you want to throw up. Like, his shtick is just so done, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, his shtick is so done. Like, it's so tired. And the thought of him getting fired doesn't even upset me that much anymore. Because if I was a player in that room, man, I'm going to be honest. Like, I would be so sick of him by now like he would just drive me nuts and every day it's drive train and being a good pro and doing this and all the babisms that he has and i would be just sick of it man well, so we talked about it last week like to to your comment about dubis um like and, and his relationship with babcock dubis spent the summer stripping mike babcock of all his favorite toys yeah and like the- <laughs> Right? I know. And it's it, it's just like, it seems like they're just not meant to be together. Like they just ended up being together because Babs was already here and he got hired by Brennan Shanahan a couple years prior. But it's like Dubas is here. This will be his second year with Babcock as Dubas being the general manager. And you know, every single GM likes to hire their own coach. So even though I think he'll get a pass. After one round victory, because I feel like the Babs relationships even goes ahead of Dubas. Like it's it's Shanny, like Shanny hired him. Like it's kind of it's kind of an awkward situation. But I I feel like if they just went around, it'll it'll buy him another year. I <sighs> see. I don't I don't know about that. I think now the 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 pressure that is on the organization with how much they're paying these guys. Like it's the like there's gonna be ridiculous there's like we're done with it if they go through another stretch like they did last year where they're like awful for like 20 some odd games it's gonna get loud in this city man it is gonna get loud dude all the like the remnants of the rebuild are all gone buddy like there's no more growing pains there's no more learning lessons and nope. people are like, "Oh, what about the Washington Capitals?" The Washington Capitals learned their lesson. It's like, "Yeah, but they weren't they didn't have three guys making 11 million dollars." Like, this is you, you want you wanted the pressure, like you wanted the money, now handle the pressure. Like well, let's see is, how you let's see how you guys handle this. You wanted the big boy deals and you're going to find out real quick what comes along with those. Well, another thing is um you you could also end up like the San Jose Sharks. Where it's like every year you watch TSN and Sportsnet's like season preview shows and every guy behind the desk is like the San Jose Sharks. Best roster on paper in the league. They're my pick to win the West and win it all. Eliminated in the first round. Eliminated in the second round. Yeah, and that that was the Capitals forever. Yep. And but the Capitals eventually got over the hump. The Sharks have never got over that hump. Yeah, and people love A team that's had three players make it all $11 million. Like, this is uncharted waters. And let's see it's how NBA. you boys like the pressure, man. It's NBA style, man. You're paying your stars, and you're going to surround them with cheap role players that you hope overachieve. Like, even even Tavares, man. Like, I know I had a honeymoon year with John Tavares, but, like, you've been here a year now. You had an unreal year last year. You scored a bunch of goals. I respect that. But he was nowhere in the playoffs. Absolutely nowhere to be found. Like, it's just, come on, man. Like, he here's another guy. I know you're getting up there. You just had a kid. Some more distractions in your life. But, like, watching that preseason game or any time watching him skate, period, it's, it, he's slow. Like, he, he's slow, man. Ryan, the 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 guy who I'm sorry, the spotlight is on come postseason time is, and I'm the biggest awesome Matthews cheerleader out of the two of us. But it's it's on him, man. Like that he he's had two years. Like yes, last year was a little bit better than the first you uh, see first playoff run against Boston, but it, it, he's got to go to another level, man. Like he's he's got to go. And Babs alluded to it the other day. I'm going to quote him. He, Babs uh, talked about, they were talking about who, what are you looking for in a captain? And he basically just said, I'm looking for Kawhi Leonard. Like, Matthews has to go Kawhi Leonard in the sense that he has to make everyone around him better. But is he ready to do that? That's the thing, right? And and I don't gonna, think he is. Well, he's he's got to make that jump though, Ryan. Like, he's been in the league. This will be his third, fourth year in the league. And it's like the the time you're right, the time for learning lessons it's and gone. growing pains and it's a good lesson for our group is over. Oh, like it's so over, man. Yeah, it's, it's over. so over. It's over. Like, like just remember remember when Mike Babcock got hired and it was like the guy was bulletproof. Like he could yeah. say anything, do anything, and it was totally fine because we were just pumped to have Babcock. Like now we're talking about him getting fired if he doesn't win a round. Like well, that's it's just, what that's that, what that, three first round exits in a row gets you, Ryan. But that's like, how fast that like rebuild went by. Like those entry level years for those guys. That's like it just went by in a flash. Now we're talking about pressure and guys getting fired, and it's just like I'm almost just mind blown. Like it's just unbelievable how fast this has gone by. Like it, it seems like yesterday we were watching Peter Holland on the first line. Peter now Babs, Holland, uh, yeah. Wow, yeah. there's a there's a Pa Parento. Oh yeah, yeah. All star there... Leo Komarov. Like and now it's Michael just like... Grabner, <laughs> breakaway legend. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. But, well, you know what I was talking. You know what um. Um, you know, I was talking about the other day was like, here's here's one thing I will say, a positive thing. Okay, at least if the Leafs are paying guys, they're paying their stars. Like this isn't David Clarkson making all this money. Louis Erickson and oh, Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like their their top six is as legit a top six in the NHL as you could get. There's no Grabowski, coolman and MacArthur. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, they're, they're, it's just like, yeah, they don't have one absolute disaster contracts or a contract, but to me, if you add up all of them and you take the extra money that they paid them, it basically adds up to a bad contract. Like if you, like all these other, like we talked about Boston, all those guys, 6 million, 7 million, 5 million. And then you got the extra millions added on Matthews and Tavares and Nylander and Marner. And it's like, yeah, those extra millions, it's basically just a bad non-existing player contract on your books compared to some of these other hockey teams. Does this Mitch Marner contract change the way you look slash feel about the William Nylander deal? Yeah, I think it does actually. I can't believe I'm saying that.
1: And Nobody
0: just, hated on that guy and contract more than you last year. Well, it's just like it—it it, it seemed so ridiculous at the time because it was just it just dragged out for so long. Like what you said at the very start of the podcast, like you're just happy that it's just over and like it's just training camp. We don't have to talk about it because last year it was the William Nylander podcast every time we got on here, but it's just. I think the only thing about Nylander compared to Marner is like, you know, Marner's going to bring it like, you know, like even though he's getting paid a lot and you're going to expect a lot out of him, Like most nights, like you're never going to look at Marner and be like, this guy didn't try tonight or he was invisible. It didn't get involved. Like William Nylander is like the guy where it's like, I didn't see him once in 60 minutes. Like he's nowhere. He's a ghost. Well, you said it, you said it um, last week that effort is never a question with Mitch Marner. no, an effort is frequently a question with William Nylander. And it's that's why it's like that's almost the difference. Like, I feel like they shouldn't be that far apart in their AAVs per year, but that's the difference between them. They're both really skilled guys, but you know, Marner's bringing it nine times out of ten. And it's like Nylander, it's like, hey, wh- who's showing up tonight? And My most expectations. Of the time, my expectations for William Nylander are pretty high right out of the gate. The guy had all summer to get his head on straight. change the number. Fresh start. These He's, he's going to be with Matthews. He's going to be on Matthews' wing right out of the gate. Let's go. Like, we, we don't need a couple games to get your legs. He had all summer to figure it out. You, you had a disastrous year last year. That guy should be shot out of a cannon. When they drop the puck on October 2nd, dude, that guy should just be shot out of a cannon. Yeah. Like I'm expecting baseline 60 points out of the guy. Yep. Yep. Like that's, that's my, like, at like, obviously I'd want to get him more, but it's like, dude, you have to hit that 60 point mark. Like you have to, you got to stay healthy, which he's done pretty much. Like, I don't remember a time where Nylander was down with an injury unless my memory isn't Help me out right now, but it's it's like, dude, like sixty points—that's your benchmark, dude. And you better play with Austin Matthews, and you better play well because I'm not doing this revolving winger crap on that line. Yeah, that that I'm was done with was, that. Yeah, there was too much of that last uh, year. Johnson, Johnson, Kapanen, Mango. <laughs> oh, oh boy, that's a beauty nickname. Mango, I love that nickname. I always forget about those two guys too. Like we just spent all this time talking about the the big dogs and, it's and you like, know what? Oh, yeah, give those Johnson guys credit, man. They took they took two team friendly deals. Like they both got paid. They're both for what they are, their deals are fair. And like yeah, yeah, and I, Charlie McAvoy is making a million more than they are. Like it's yeah. a joke, man. Like I am. <laughs> when you brought that up earlier about that contract like now I'm just angry about that yeah 4.9 million a. I would take Charlie McAvoy over Mitch Marner any day for this hockey team oh my put God. put me on the record there's a hot take anyone who's listening to this though that that heat you're feeling in your headphones or out of your car that's that's the the boiling hot take that Ryan just threw out on the podcast. Put wow. me on the record right now, like forget the contracts. I would go wow. Marner for McAvoy straight up tomorrow. Whoa! Whoa! 100%. For this hockey Why? team, dude. Because he's just I, like more of a grinder. It's a top two defenseman. It's a top yeah. two defenseman, man. Like this is put, and he's an American guy. Put Matthews and McAvoy at the helm with Morgan Riley. Like, come on, dude. They would be so much better. They would be so... I love Mitch. Mitch has all the skill in the world, but you can throw that kid on the ice for 30 minutes a night, and he's going to be legit. Like, I, I I, would do that in a heartbeat without even thinking about it. All right, let's, uh, let's move on here. So, the Maple Leafs kicked off the preseason tonight in St. John's, Newfoundland, against the Ottawa Senators and lose a very, very sloppy hockey game, 3-1. to one. Ryan, I, I, it was 5.30 start because they're on Newfoundland time, so I, I left work at 5 o'clock, and I booked it home, and I sat down, and I watched five minutes and quickly remembered that this is the preseason. And yeah, it's it is, it is tough to watch, man. It is tough to watch. Yeah, it's just like it's just you're watching it and you're like, oh yeah, Tamashov, oh yeah, Brooks, oh yeah, Brocco. Like, forgot about those guys, but it's just, it's just brutal, man. I can't. No, I watched the second and third. I missed the first, but it was just, yeah. We're not gonna. We're not gonna recap the game, obviously, because it's a preseason no, game. But no, I did please want, don't. I did want to share some observations I had. Um, Tyson Berry can fly. Yeah, like that guy's like one, two, threes in the neutral zone. Um, it it was reported a couple days ago that he'll be on the second power play unit, and Riley will be on the first. I wouldn't be surprised if that gets flip flopped a few times this year, especially if the power play starts struggling like it did last year. Man, honestly, I think he might be a better option than Morgan. Actually, Morgan Riley lit it up last year. Yeah. Nah, I take that back. I take yeah. that back. Don't put me on the record for that. No, I take that back. And Riley's like he's he's got seniority, so I I, I start... love Morgan Riley, man. Yeah, so do I. So they'll I start the with guy. him on the first unit. And Ryan, you know what? Maybe having Barry on the second unit will help that second unit. He's taking the spot that Jake Gardner had last year. Dude, that second unit last year, whoa, yeah. brutal. <laughs> oh, yeah, like well, who well, I I couldn't even tell you who was on it. Patty Marlowe. Different... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know who's gonna be our. Uh, how many bum of the weeks did he get last year? Oh yeah, I know. That's. I was thinking about that today about how we're seasons coming and so we're gonna have to kick kick up uh bum and beauty of the week again. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, how many bum of the weeks? Who? I'm pretty sure Nikita Zaitsev was the undisputed champion for Bum of the Week last year. Yeah, we got to go back. We got to check the tape, man. It, it's yeah. To me, it's a dogfight between Zaitsev and, and Marlo. Connor oh, Connor Brown. Yeah, Connor Brown. Yeah, oh, Connor, Connor Brown. Brown. Yeah, Connor He's another one of Babs' favorites that Dubas was just like, yeah, no. Yeah, Connor. Ya, Connor oh, Brown. yeah. That's a triple threat right oh. there. Um, another, uh, observation from tonight's game. Uh, they talked about this on TSN on the broadcast. Freddie, the goat had the game of his life. He was all over the ice. Still he couldn't was it, score though. First. Still yeah. Could, still couldn't find the ocean to put the puck in. Yeah. Couldn't pop one, but was in on the four check first in on the four check all night long. And I think that's because Freddie, the goat chase looking down the bench at the guy who's here to take his job, Jason Spezza. Yeah. I think, and, it's, I think it's a slam dunk that the goat's not going to get in there. The Babcock's had weird comments about. Man, I'm so, I'm with you. I'm so tired of Babcock. Like he said these weird comments about Spitz. He's like, "We've got a role here for him, and he's got to accept the role. And we're gonna try him out, and we're gonna see if he's gonna accept the role." And spetsy's is just like, "Yeah, I know. I signed for seven hundred grand. <laughs> I'm here to be the I'm here to be the fourth line center. Like that's why I'm here, and to take draws and on the penalty kill. Like yeah, that's yeah. why I'm here." And Babcock's like we've got a role for Spets and uh, we're going to see if he's here to accept it. And we're going to, we're going to look at him and he's going to look at us and we're going to, it's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Dude. So frustrating. Yeah. He's it's like, like just shut man. up. Yeah. Man. You like, know what, Like here uh, when you go he, again. You yeah, don't like a guy out of the gate. haven't yeah. given him a chance. You just looked at him once in the gym and that's just your, your, your you decide right then and there. Yeah. I, I saw this hilarious tweet that, uh tomorrow night because the Leafs play again tomorrow night against the Sens and he's like Babcock's totally gonna watch Cody CC just screw up all night wh- while he's paired with Rasmus Sandin and then after the game um Babcock's gonna be like Sandin's a bum <laughs> dude the, this guy honestly I kind of hope he gets fired <laughs> after oh yeah dude I'm this. done like like dude it's actually so dumb yeah I'm but done like, I respect done. the guy man like Think, think about all the players he he got he like he made Nazem Kadri a better hockey player, Garner a better hockey player, even the young kids. He's made them all better hockey players, but at some point. He's getting in the way sometimes. Like it's just like he dude. gets in the way with the young players. That's the thing. So like Gardner and Cattery had already been in the league. And like Cattery had the whole runaround with like Ron Wilson and Randy Carlisle and all that, right? So like those guys had already been in the league, right? So and I think Babcock's good at that. That's why like his comments about I, I don't think that he was like being negative about Spezza. Because I I I think he's just Babcock being Babcock, and he can't just say like, "Yeah, Spets is the fourth line center." He's got to give some huge like life soliloquy about how like, "Well, you we're gonna take a good look at him, and he's gonna take a good look at us," and blah blah blah. And like <laughs> Spets, literally since he got here has been like, "Yeah, man, I'm the fourth line center, signed for seven hundred grand. I'm literally here because yeah. like I want to raise my kids in Toronto." <laughs> Oh my god, he's such an idiot! Yeah, I like, know, I know, man. It's brutal. <laughs> so, like, but with the younger players, like, that's why I laugh so hard at that. Oh it's like literally, <laughs> Babcock is going to pair Rasmus Sandin, Sandin Sandine, however you say it, with Cody Cece tomorrow night. Cece is going to be an albatross, and then Babcock at the end of the game is going to be like, Sandin, not ready. <laughs> Going down to the Marlies. Oh, it's so out of control! It's yeah. so bad. We're gonna look at. <laughs> it's brutal, man! It's brutal. Oh, they're gonna look at me. We're gonna look at him. <laughs> He's dude. Yeah, here I'm gonna find the quote. I'm gonna find the quote. Co- I'm gonna find the actual quote right now. Hold on. Oh. On. 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 Oh. My- Hold <laughs> on! Oh, I gotta find oh it my right God, now. That's awesome. <laughs> Stay with me, stay with me. <laughs> I did, you know why? Because you'd think like Mike, like was all oh, yeah, here in on signing Spetsa, and then you just yeah. hear that. <laughs> here, here. Okay, ready? So, so they ask him about him, and he goes, "Well, I think the big thing with Spets here, and we talked tons about it in advance, is that there's a role here for him. He's got to be able to do it. We're going to see over exhibition whether he likes it and whether he wants to do it. We're just in the process of feeling him out, and he's feeling us out right now." It is probably a different camp in that way for him, but he loves hockey. (laughs) Like, God. It's like, I I thought for sure Mike would be like the first guy on board of just getting this guy in for the draws. And like, you play a bit of power player penalty kill. And it's like, you're giving us this spiel already? Like, are you serious? You You forget how much he also loves Freddy the Goat. Guy signed for 700 grand. <laughs> I know. And like, he literally, like when they signed him, the day they interviewed him on like free agency day, he was like, yeah, I'm here to be a role player. Fourth line guy. And yeah, Babs is like, we, we're, <laughs> we're going like to see if accept the role. Yeah. And Babs is like, we're going to see. You. But again, I don't think it has anything to do with how Babs feels about Spezza. I think Babs just can't, is like, he's so into his like shtick that he can't just be like, yeah, Spezza's here. Probably gonna have a fourth line guy. We've had good talks, how it's gonna be. It's well, we're, we're gonna he's gonna feel us out, and that's the great thing about life. You get an opportunity to do your best each and every day, and it's just <laughs> like you just can't not do it. No, I, I, I wonder like, I, I like. I like the backup goalie drama with Babcock too. That, Oh yeah. That's right in his wheelhouse. Like Neuwirth is already injured. It's like, you're, <laughs> you're done, pal. Yeah, you're know, in I the doghouse already. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Neuwirth is like, he can't stay healthy, right? Oh, they talked oh about that my. on the broadcast and I do that. Like, the guy just gets hurt. So it's like, it's Hutchinson's job. Oh, like, like let's I be need honest. To, I need to calm down. That, that had me going. Oh my God. Woo, I need to take so, a deep breath. Spezza played tonight. I thought he was okay. Like he's he's again, he's a veteran guy. He knows what to do. He knows where to stand. He'll be okay. He'll be a good fourth yeah. line center. You, the know, only you other- know what observation I had, and you brought it up over text was: there's Mitch Marner on his off wing on the power or on his yeah. wing on the power play, yeah. not ready for a one timer. Like that, that's gotta change, man. It, like well, I'm not doing another year, man. They brought in new assistant coaches. Jim Hiller's gone, so that tells you who's the one who's putting people in their places on the power play. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, come on. Like, I know they got out to a really hot start last year, and statistically over the year, it didn't look that bad. But, like, if you were watching the games, game in, game out, for more than half the back half of the season, like, their power play was abysmal. It did nothing, and 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 it's just like, I'm not doing this again. Like, let's try something different. Like, is, is yeah, like we're not they brought doing in this. They brought in Paul McFarland and David Hackstall, and I'm pretty sure is is McFarland or Hackstall coaching the forwards. I don't know, man. I, I I feel like McFarland's coaching the forwards. Yeah, I could be. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Haxtell was the guy who coached the the Flyers the last. The Flyers, year. yeah. Yeah, it could be yeah, it could be Paul McFarland. I feel like he's doing the forwards oh, but feel free to correct us. But any w- whatever, it's not Jim Hiller anymore and Marner's still on his wrong side. So that tells you who's telling people where to stand on the power play. Yeah, speaking like- of Mitch Marner, all over the ice tonight sets up Kasperi Kapitan for a beauty goal and then Giveaway yeah, in his own big zone. Big cough. Oh, big cough. Babs was actually running Tavares, Capitan, and Marner out there nonstop in that third period. Yeah, just trying it's to a get fast, it. that. Like Marner and Capitan together, it's a fast line. And like it's preseason, so who cares that Marner coughed the puck up really? But yeah, no, it's like the guys. The guys still got it's to, tra- it's, tra- it's preseason. Calm down. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. All right. Anyways, I think that'll do it for this week, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, this so- Babcock man. Ooh, I can't. Believe. If he gets fired, like all the material we have built up is just gone. all going to go to waste. It's gone. He does it to himself, man. He, he he's one of those guys that just gives you ammunition to just poke yeah. fun at him because he's like, like he just does the, like like the ridiculous Spetsa quote, and it's like, and then he takes a shot. Like I talked about it earlier, I didn't say the actual quote. Like what he said about Matthews. Like so, he, people go at him. He obviously got the question about Matthew's ice time in Game 7, so he essentially said, you know, he had the same ice time he had all year. Like, the the message between, I don't know the exact words of what he said, but like, the, the essential message he was trying to get across was, he got the same ice time he got all year, but he was coming off the ice. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like he had the same amount of shifts as Tavares. Yes. But had yes. like a minute and a half, two minutes less ice time than him. Yeah. So, so he so kind of just like deflected it back onto Matthews being like, well, he's getting off the ice early. Well, which tells you – okay, which again tells you – so we go back to this. And then him and Matthews had another meeting this offseason, which wasn't nearly as big of a deal as it was last year. But the all, all – rumors are pointing to Matthews being named the captain here at the end of camp and so that leads so Babcock making those types of comments leads me to believe that the choice to name Matthews captain is coming from above and not necessarily from him but then again this is a guy who runs his gm over with the bus all the time so who's oh, yeah. just, so the captain or whoever won't be exempt from that either yeah it's just The guy just apologizes. Jeff Blair actually had the best quote today. He says, if you listen to Kyle Dubas talk, he apologizes for everything. If you listen to Mike Babcock talk, he apologizes for absolutely nothing. It takes no responsibility. It's always just, oh, I thought we were prepared. This turned into the, uh, it's rare that um, Talking Buds episode doesn't turn into some sort of comedy skit about Mike Babcock well, it's just, it's just like, okay, martyr deals over. We're done talking about that. Let's watch some media. Oh wait, there's Babs being Babs again. Yep. And you just well, know it's going to be an issue at some point. Yep. So before we go, just like, there's a bunch of preseason games. They play the senators on Wednesday. Then they got, then they got a Friday, Saturday, back to back home and home against Buffalo. And then they've got a Monday, Wednesday, home and home with the Habs. Then they've got a Friday-Saturday home-and-home next week with the Wings. And then the season opens October 2nd at home against the Ottawa Senators. Wow. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, man. So we'll be back sometime next week. We will probably recap those Sabres games and talk about the Habs games and what have you, and we'll have some more juicy material, Mike Babcock comedy skits to share. All right, buddy. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. This is Charles Adler. After a few years of working on radio and television, The Charles Adler Show has evolved to a natural place in 2023. YouTube, podcast, and open RSS. You'll hear the show as it always has been delivered, concise, with context, clarity, and empathy. And as a bonus, the guests will be natural-born storytellers who won't fear telling stories that are personal and emotional. They won't fear uncomfortable questions. Most important, they won't fear me. Follow me on Twitter at Charles Adler and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts.